When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they are a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and host of the Hoovering podcast, Jessica Fosterkew. Hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Um, Thank you for coming in. Hey, my pleasure. I think this sounds really funny. Okay, good. I hope, well, I really appreciate that. I'm uh, worried because I've, I've had a think about my responses and I am worried that I'm going to be like either sued or killed. Really? Yeah. That, is, that sounds so intriguing. It's exciting, isn't it? Is it is exciting, yeah. It's a bit of fizz in my life. Hey, guys, stay tuned <laughs> for what's yeah. about to happen. Um, Jessica, let's dive in. Who's going to be your first person? Um, I can I say um, someone and then not say their name. Yeah. Um, that my the genuinely worst person I would like to be stranded on an island with is uh, it's one particular comedian. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite confident he's a murderer. Really? Or if he hasn't killed, there is he's definitely hurt animals. <laughs> really? Like he's got the. He's he's got he's like twitching jaw. Oh my god! Bulging eyes. I mean, I don't know how to describe it other than I mean, I think a lot of cocaine has a lot to do with it. Really? (laughs) Okay. Now you get why I'm not saying saying his name, or not because you know I wouldn't. (laughs) I think actually, I swear to God, I would be brave enough in a green room to say. I think these things about you because he's such an appalling human being. He's oh such a hands God. up appalling human being. Oh but God. I don't, I also don't trust him not to A, sue me and B, have me killed in my sleep. Really? Yeah, he's that, he's that kind of guy. He's Who's like, he? he's got a reputation um, for like psyching people out, like really darking people out, like muttering to people, just as you, as you cross over on stage or just as a new act is about to go on stage, muttering something about them looking fat or how they're shit, like really nasty. He's quite like open about hating women, what? hating fat people, hates people that care about the environment, hates vegans, really hates vegans. I'm desperately trying to think of who you're talking about. Um, I mean, they've been around for a long old time and I think bitterness is a big part of this. Wow, okay. But it's... I'll be honest, for the first like five, six years of my career, I was terrified. And I've cancelled gigs that I'd been on a lineup with him because I didn't want to share the, um, you'd have to stay over in someone's house. I was like, no, oh, no, right, no. And okay. also, but just right. sometimes I just thought, I can't bear to be in a green room that's like that. He makes every space around him so toxic. Oh, but my God. I, now I think it's funny. Okay. Like, it's so funny. And I once saw a little, a little, the little divot in the armour that made me maybe understand where some of it was coming from. I saw him out of nowhere because he's horrible to everyone, which at least is kind of egalitarian. Mm. I saw him 
almost hero worshipping a younger comedian, a, a comedian who's quite a lad. And he was almost flirting. It was almost flirting. And this is a man who I'm relatively confident will also be homophobic. It was so, he's so intense and he's so full on. One of my favourite things he's ever done is um, once on stage he was talking about his Zen partner and he said the best thing about her is she's clean. At least she's clean. What? It's the sort of, as he's talking, you just sort of shudder. He's that kind of guy, he's like, oh, shudder. But, I think in the context of a desert island, I can't think of anything worse because I'm so confident that he, if if he hasn't already killed, that he has some potential and desire to take life, that I, there's one thing being, the only places I ever have to see him, and it's very rare, Mm. are so public, they're either where you're on stage, like you can't have more people looking, you know, in a way you're at your safest with a murderer if you're on a stage. Yeah. And, or in a green room where it's like, it, do you know what I mean? It, I don't know. It's kind of, you might sometimes be trapped on your own with them, but everyone knows that you're there. It's not secret. You're on an island. The idea of being on an island with him and then him slinking off and you don't know what bit he's gone to. Absolutely. I feel slightly nauseous just considering it. Who is this person that is so scary and dangerous? Do you know what I mean? If you, if yeah. you can't be on your own with, with them. I mean, I think he'd be just as likely to just knock you out. Right, I mean, okay. I don't... Th- but I can imagine him... I can honestly... <laughs> it's so bad because I think as well, if any comedians are listening to this, they'll know who I'm on about. Oh, really? I can genuinely... He's got such boggly eyes and, like, clenched jaw and such venom. There's such va- bile in him that I can honestly... I can honestly... Basically, when I get home from kicking with him, I always have like an hour to tell my partner of just little things. And I think funnier than anything that this guy does is the fact that my partner's like, can you please write down everything that that man has really? done in your company? I can so easily imagine him like enjoying squeezing a windpipe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's so bleak. He's the bleakest person I've ever met. But then, how how are so many people obviously wanting to see this person? No, they're not. Oh, they're not. No, no, no. This not a. This is not a successful person. Relatively. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But like, like, I've never even seen an audience enjoy it, let alone like so a live audience. How are they still doing it? I think loyalty with some bookers, and also I think there's like a brand. There was like a brand of '90s club comedy that was really popular for a bit. There was a company called Jonglers right. that have gone bust, but they mm. really they didn't start like that. But they became and they had their heyday in the '90s, where it was like people wanted to go out in big groups, stags, hens, mm. and they wanted to see a really aggro, right. nasty uh, lad. Okay. It's like the opposite of what would fly in Edinburgh now. Right, okay. And there's even very few clubs left like it, actually, certainly that are doing all right financially. It's a real it's a real dying a real dying part of sta- like a, a wave of stand-up. You almost said a a dying heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. Well, it yeah. was of itself. And you could see that the comedians that got really um, adept at those audiences were doing it because that was their livelihood. Mm. And at the time in the 90s, they were minted. Right, They yes. were getting... Those clubs now, live comedy now, pays half what it did then. Mm. And that money was worth how much more then? Yes, if you were okay. getting, There were nights where you'd get... You'd triple up and you'd get a grand in a night. Yeah, and, and at the time that grand was worth probably you'd need what four or five grand now to 
to make that. To so equivalent, no yeah. one, you know, no, no one that's not a superstar is mm. earning that money in a night. Yeah. So, so yeah, there was a fall from grace, um, um, and then, and there is a, still a call for that kind of comedy, especially a headliner in rooms full of people that have been quite leery. Right. They might put okay. More kind of current comedy on first, and then they might have that to close for the drunken. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Trying to slot that that brand of comedy into today's audience. Yes, and I that I think that's why I haven't I mean I can't remember the last time I saw it fly. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's kind of the kind of comedy that should have died with the lads mags and all yeah. that kind of that nineties. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm so intrigued on who this person's gonna who this person is. Can you tell me afterwards? Yeah. Oh god, I can't wait. <laughs> um, sorry, listeners, you're never going to get this. That's torture for listeners. I know. Um, okay, so that comedian specifically, yeah, and maybe an umbrella of a similar type of comedians, or no, no, I think that's too broad. That, that... No, he's the only person I've ever met in life. It's not in comedy in oh, my wow, whole okay. life who I thought I think you'd like to kill people. Oh my god. Yeah. That is incredible. And I, that I've known, like I'm sure I've met serial killers, and I didn't know because they were like playing me right but this guy's like hands up i hate humanity wow okay (laughs) number one person that you do not want to be stuck on an island with is that comedian yeah thank you very much (laughs) who's gonna be your second choice um i'm gonna go for kanye kardashian kanye kardashian yay 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 Yay, nice um now i'll be honest like i uh, this isn't that personal i am um, it's an example of a thing that i find troubling like i don't want anyone that the thing with that comedian is he's he's kind of takes a lot of joy in making people feel like crap and i think if you're going to spend the rest of your life with one two three people you've got to make sure that none of them are going to make you feel negative right yes and um and i've got a real like probably irrational um, discomfort with like extreme egos mm, okay. that can be quite tricky in comedy sometimes <laughs> yeah, lots yeah. Of it. but like real big head real big headery mm. makes me really right like riled and he kind of he just sort of he encapsulates that in a human doesn't he really like, like no that one should be of, that sure of themselves like god complex oh, kind of absolutely sure of themselves. but also i think that value from the whole sort of that whole bunch, mm. all the Kardashians. I don't know. See, I don't really follow celebrity. No, at all. no. But I put on social media to help with this. Like, um, right, help me out. Which is the worst Kardashian? Right. <laughs> and then okay. just got a lot of really funny responses. Did but it? A lot of a lot of Kanyes and uh, and a lot of kind of alls and a lot of who and a lot of yeah. But I mean, really funny responses. Thank you for those. If you're someone who helped me out with that, but I am. Um, was anyone sort I, of backing them up? Was anyone? No, none at all. No, one of my favourite responses was one of the um, was one of the ones that sort of tailed in at the end, and it was someone saying, "I understand they're everywhere, so it feels impossible to ignore them, but." Trust me, it's really worth the effort. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> great. Like, I really like that. I felt like really, really kind of That's great. a real cool kind of life guru. I hope that person's a therapist no, or just well utilised as a friend. Um, I think the other thing, the end of that arrogance comes this kind of really distorted, uh, really distorted opinion of how important appearance is from oh, that kind yes. of like, yeah, that kind of celebrity as well. Oh, it's toxic. I mean... It's so damaging, especially to people that live on social media, like mm. kids. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that 
it's bonkers. Yeah. Oh, scary. I, yeah, I think yeah. there's a madness about it. Oh, yeah. um, and I think as much as he, there'd probably be some comedy value in being stuck on an island oh. with someone like that, and especially if you got to see them unravel under under the requirements to survive. Yes. So this is the one I maybe kind of there's flimsiness in my conviction over. Okay. But I think I have to throw someone in there who encapsulates god delusion mm. and a keen over oh, uh, a real over kind of um what's how do you articulate it? They care way too much about what they look like. Yeah, okay, yeah. I know what you mean. It's like it's it is it would be dangerous, but then I wonder how that that how Kanye Kardashian would fit into like the hierarchy then like is he still playing his god complex is he like is he like everyone else on the island should be working to get me off here or I just I'm just like yeah you don't know do you you I mean there are times where he puts himself forward as being a workaholic and kind Mm. of needing to uh, you know he has like stress detox stuff doesn't he or something a vague memory or something like that but then also you think we get to that level of hugeness mm. and you're undoubtedly even if you've lost all your self-awareness you're not doing the stuff that most people are doing for themselves anymore no okay yes. you know there's no way that he is having to sit down and do sort out his new online telephone banking code no, of course not. he's never put a wash on that's what you i was mean? doing yeah. when james just came and got me before this box like what are you doing i was like oh god yeah. I'm, not, I'm not living my best life <laughs> no. i'm just trying to get my online uh, online just, banking code sorted out just, with my, my new account <laughs> yay isn't doing that no he's not yay he's yay now yeah i, I mean know. that in itself i know fantastic if you listen to his music it's just like Obviously, he has a talent in production, but mm. the content is just unbelievable. It's like, it's just, he he thinks he's a god. He yeah. he absolutely thinks he's a god. And I'm telling you now, no one around him is telling him he's not. Oh, so, yeah. So it's just like, that is only going to get worse. That is bad. Yeah. You know, um, he's been allowed to... I, I'm not blaming anyone else other than him, but he's been allowed to just become this complete, like... Bobble head, yeah. massive head, yay, that he is today. Oh, it's a mess. You do kind of have to put, not, you know, not much, but a modicum of blame in people who have let themselves become part of an entourage mm. for, for like a living deity like that. Because you think, I, I think it's, it's in human nature, isn't it? We, like, we enjoy worshipping people. We love mm. that feeling of awe and wonder. I know. Yeah. But ultimately, you've, you, those, those people can't have kept their wits about them you mm. must know there must be so many people who part of their job is telling someone that they're more talented than they are or oh. someone that whatever their output is is better than it is I, I guess that's just part of so many people's jobs oh my god yeah it's just like especially if you're working in sort of like entertainment in- industry it's just riddled with subservience and everyone just sort of like you know bowing down to and just yeah. treating people in a way that is definitely isn't normal <laughs> it's just like but also like there is uh, there's a mod- there is some necessity for it like i'm always really tickled whenever i do anything and you see that clearly like 
there's some tech talent management involved because yeah. there's a lot of ego and talent. And I, you know, I can sneer at it for 90% of the way. And then there's 10% of the way where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've got pretty fragile ego. I can't <laughs> hang around after gigs in case. I don't want to overhear someone saying, like, oh, I hated it when she did that bit. Or like, even if someone went, I didn't like her jumper, I'd be like, oh, and then you do, but then you get the other end of the spectrum, which is where you go on a job and you, you get someone who's like, you're right. Oh, God, great idea. I know, I know. Oh, Oh, you know, mm. really smoothy. Still. Okay, yes. Okay, so Kanye is going to be a second choice, and who's going to be a third choice? Anyone that works for Southern Rail. Anyone that works for No, so- it's not Southern Rail, actually. It's Southwestern. Southwestern, okay. Yeah. Southern, I think they're up against it, and I, I feel sorry for them. Anyone that Southern works. all the time. But Southwestern, I kind of want to set that murderous comedian on them. Really? Yeah. The only way I'd have them on that island with me is if I'd ended up with all three of these dicks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and that they could hope that they could wipe each other out or I could watch from atop a coconut tree. <laughs> coconut. <laughs> I love coconut tree. Um, um, so Southwestern, they've, they've let you down a lot of so times. So many times. Really? So, but also just no humanity, no mercy. I think that's a theme. I hadn't realised that was a theme. I've, I'm going to be stuck somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. I want to avoid being there with anyone who shows a dearth of uh, compassion. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I've... Uh, oh, God, it's so boring hearing people's terrible train stories. Please, like, come on. Oh, I... I... Uh, I've just had so many times and there was one recently where I um I got to my train station in South East London and the train just never came. Nothing came up on the signs, nothing came up on the boards. It just never came. So um, I was meant to be changing at Waterloo onto a Southwestern train. Um, I worked out I could get my advance ticket out from my local station. So I did right, that right. and I waited for the next one. I got on it. By this point, I know I'm going to miss the advanced train I booked onto so I queued for like what is it like 25 minutes to talk to a person at Waterloo I explained the situation and they were just like nope like you just need to buy a whole new ticket and by this point it's like 150 quid and I was like I I mean that's brutal that is brutal I have just explained what happened and I and um and and um and he was like, Tell me what train you were meant to be on that never turned up and I said it again and he like looked online like he literally kind of just went like <laughs> on the oh. computer and then went looks like it's running fine oh. and I was like he's like I just don't believe you and I was like wow I couldn't believe it and I said well would you do me the um, like the just the basic customer service of letting me talk to someone else instead and he went get back in the queue so I got oh back in the queue I queued for another 25 minutes and I spoke to this girl and I explained what just happened and um, I started crying which wasn't voluntary but I was so skint at the time you know when you're down yes. to your oh, lowest yeah. crumbs mm. and and I swear to God I was on my way to a funeral oh, <laughs> so I no. knew I just had to get on the next train and also time's running out yeah didn't care she didn't, didn't care. care and she laughed she just laughed and she said look um, show me the tickets that you got out, uh, the, the advance tickets you've got for the for the train you've missed now. And I showed them to her, and she went, "It show it proves on these tickets that you missed your train. You just missed your train because you got the you got these printed at this time." And I was like, "Because the one I was there in time for just never showed. I don't. I honestly didn't know how to understand. I, I can't bear. I cannot bear it." And um, I was just so upset. And in the end, you know what? Like karma won won me the day because I walked out of there and was like I'm getting on the train like I'm just getting on the train with the tickets that I know aren't valid Yeah, and they got checked twice and both times the person didn't care <gasps> so thank you so is... much to the human ticket inspector who's not 
kind of caring too much about things. Also, the train wasn't very busy, you know, it, but it was just like, I tr- I'd like to think that those people have just had terrible lives yeah, and aren't treated right. well at work or yeah. whatever. But in that case, change job. Mm. Like there are other jobs you can do. Mm. If you're qualified enough to have that busier role in a big company like that, you can move to somewhere where you're at least, you can at least be good enough in your soul to trust someone who's just earnestly been screwed over. Look another human in the face and think, this person needs yeah. to get on this. And to, la- to laugh at a crying woman. Oh, You're like, oh, okay. That's cool. These oh, are, nice. These are s- Satan's helpers. Um, what I'm seeing here is a slight is a imbalance between um, Kanye West's entourage yeah. and these people that work at South Western Rail that are uh, dealing with, like, like no. <laughs> Not that Kanye's not a human being, but like, you know, everyday people. <laughs> yeah. Just like a little... I don't want Kanye's entourage. I'm not banning them. It's just him. Oh, sorry. No, but I mean that subservience that he deals yeah, with yeah, all, yeah. The, all the time. You know, if that, if if those oh people had a little please. bit of... Can you imagine if Kanye's ever had to try and get a ticket changed oh my at the Waterloo God. ticket station? Just like... <gasps> Yeah, that would bring him down a peg or two. I think that would work quicker than being stranded on a desert island with useless me and two other psychos. (laughs) If you had to deal with them, it would be so good. It's that amazing um, Blue Jam sketch that does make me think of all the time. Have you seen the one where Chris Morris's Blue Jam uh, sketch, which is from the 90s, maybe the noughties, it's so dark, so dark. I've never seen it. Oh, it's one of my favourite things. It's got like um, Juliet Davis and... Uh, Kevin Eldon and Mark Heap. It's so, so dark. Really? Um, But there's an amazing sketch that's probably one of the least dark things in it where it's like a company that you can um, hire out idiots to go and have your arguments for you. That's great. Because of how excruciating it is to argue with an idiot. And Julia Davis is playing this idiot and she's going into this place to argue about a parking ticket. Oh, you know, she's being paid to it, but she's like, what do you mean? Um, parking meter I ha- I parked the car and they're like yeah you have to put some money in the meter once you've done that I don't I'm not driving a meter I'm driving <laughs> yeah. a car like and it is <laughs> like <laughs> you, and it's just so slow yeah. subtler than that I'm not doing uh, it I know, justice, but, that's but it great. feels up yeah. it's like oh, oh that frustration yeah. you wish you could have a bit of that really more going on about you but no instead oh. just but, taking it all to heart so are you still living in that area still having to get a southwestern yeah <sighs> Yeah. I mean, I live in South East London, so I'm on Southern most of the time. Okay. I'm not up against this all the time Right, okay, right, right, right. Um, and I'm and I'm quite close, you know, I'm only zone sort of two, I, mean, I think I'm on the borders of zone two and three, it's okay. Right, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, um, I, I think I would do, I would now would just, if that happens again, I'm just risking getting on the train. I'm not trying to have a conversation with someone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, fair. And also I think, do you know what, in all seriousness, it's 2018 as we're talking. If you want to have that conversation, have a conversation in public with a company and go on Twitter. Yes. Like, there's not much comedy in that, but that's that, actually how you get stuff changed. That, that is how you get, how you get stuff de- yeah. Ironically, how you get dealt with, like, a human by a human. <laughs> Isn't it? It's so... That is so fucked up. Isn't it? You say that on this. It is so fucked can, up. Yeah. To get the most human treatment from a human, you have to go online and make it public. Oh, it's ridiculous. And shame them, ultimately. Yeah. You do just have a public shaming, yeah. and that's how you get stuff sorted. Yeah. Just try and... It's the only way to find out when like advanced trains are. It's the only way to get um, Barclays Bank to uh, pick up the phone. It's the only way... Like, there's so many... <laughs> this It's so dark. Um, okay, so people from South Western Rail. 
Yes, please. All people. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Jessica. Hey, I've enjoyed that. Um, Jessica, now mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there's some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? <laughs> um, oh, food. Food is like, food, that's your I thing, right? Food. There's so few foods that I hate. But I was trying to think, like, the, there's one thing that, like, I don't know, I really, I wouldn't say I'd never eat it, but the idea that it was all you were left with. Oh, mm. they make me feel so sick. Is just like um, you know, you get those packets of. Oh God, I find it hard to say. Go on. You know, you get those packets of mackerel. Oh. That are like um, got like pepper oh, stuck yeah. on them or something. Oh my like, God. The smell yeah. of that, my partner I had to just say you can't do that we can't be together if you're going to do that he microwaved that once no way oh fuck oh my me God. the smell in that oh for months in the kitchen the whole flat and the smell in the microwave oh no awful no, yeah that that can really like it's the nature of that fish in that way whatever it's it's been done to it but it's like trying to eat fishy hair mmm it's hairy. It's horrible. It's hairy. And those uh, big peppercorns on the top, oh, just like, it's just so brutal. Oh, it's so, I mean, I think it's extremely good for you. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oily fish is like <laughs> really good for you, but f- no fucking thanks. I went through a phase with that mackerel and I felt like I was making salads and because it's cheap, it is quite cheap. Yeah, it is. And you get like three or four bits in there. And I do yeah. like fish. I was buying it for a while and they do a couple. They do like a peppery one and like a chilli one. Yeah, the chilli one. The chilli well, one, yeah. yeah. But like I was putting it in a, in a salad and I think I just ate too much and I was just like, I just can't do this anymore. No, I agree. I think something happened. I, I definitely used to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. I've definitely been like, oh, yeah, I'll get that and make a salad. Like yeah. happily or in some... my teens or 20s. Yeah. And now the thought of it is like, ah, it's so grim, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, how, do, how do you feel about kippers? No, thanks. No, yeah. Similar sort of thing, isn't it? I, it's, I think that might be something I can grow. grow When I grow up, I might like. I still don't like whiskey. And I, I hope at some point to be able to like whiskey. I do think, you? Like, sexy people like good whiskey. Do you think so? Yeah. yeah. I find it really fit when someone do likes you? whiskey. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, but I I can't stand it. <laughs> it's like I've got a, just on that one thing left of a child's mouth. But, um, um, but And kippers I put up there, I think that's just something grown-ups like. Oh, did you put that up there as well? Yeah, I reckon. Like, there'll come a time in my, like, 50s or 60s where I can magically like whiskey, like kippers, and do cryptic crosswords. Okay, yeah, cryptic crosswords are impossible. No one can actually do old a cryptic crossword. It's can, old yeah. people, James, that can you, do them. You need time. Um, the, what I was going to say, with the mackerel, that would just get awful, wouldn't it? Imagine yeah. if you had to have that for the rest of your life. I mean, no. if it was fresh, like, uh, I guess, like, yeah. and then you cooked, like, some nice mackerel, but, like, that packet mackerel... I don't know what they've done, but that is even that. I think it's, I really love fish, but I think mm. I really, f- I think I hate mackerel. Yeah, I um, I had some, I cooked some recently fresh because it's like it's one of the few fish as well that's not, I, as far as I'm aware, it's not massively popular, so it's not massively overfished. Mm. It's quite easy, even in a supermarket, to get hold of really ethically sourced mackerel. It's got that MSC, that marine whatever yes. yeah. stamp on it. I've seen it, yeah. Um, and so I bought some and was like. Uh, it just gave me too. It just was too similar to that stuff in that packet. Okay, yeah, you yeah. can do it. Yeah. Well, Hang I on. ate it. I thought but you I was were like, a vegan. What am I doing? No, no. Vegetarian. 
No. Well, yes, mainly, but, but I um, I sometimes eat, if if I'm, I'm careful about where I get it from, but eggs and fish I eat some of, yeah. I'm the worst vegan ever. I'm not a vegan. No, okay. I'm absolutely nowhere near a vegan. I'm not allowed to use the word vegan anymore. Okay. But nine days out of ten, I'll eat like a vegan. Okay. I don't use that word. I don't think you need to confine yourself with uh, a title like that. With, um... No, I'm not very good with labels. No, a like, label. I, that's... It, all they make me want to do is rebel. So yeah. I just have to say, like, all, but all the names for someone that lives like that are so embarrassing. Like... Flexitarian. Oh no, I, I, I yeah, you just yeah, sound like yeah. such a wanker. You do, yeah. And actually, it's simpler a lot of the time to just say, "Yeah, vegan." Like on a, yeah. if you're working on a set, or you know, what I mean, it's just easier to say, "Yeah, vegan." Yeah. Don't go. Well, in this instance, here's I do my, this. Here's then, my dietary yeah. yeah. Oh god, who wants to hear all that? Yeah, especially if you haven't got an allergy to anything and yeah. you've just made a decision yourself. Exactly. It's a, okay, so mackerel's going to be your food choice, specifically yeah. that type of packet mackerel that we all know. What's yeah. going to be your drink choice? Um, it's specific to the theme, but okay. I think the worst drink to have on a desert island is your only drink left, other than would be Advoca. Oh, imagine. I mean, there's eggs in that, aren't there? Yeah. And it's I've opened a bottle once that had gone off, and it was bad. I did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, like Christmas Eve, I have a lot of love for a snowball. Mm. Like, that was like me and my dad, probably from... <laughs> A, an illegally young age yeah. would make like snowball cocktails with like a little bit of avocado, a s- splash of sherry, a splash of lime cordial, squeeze nice. of fresh lime. Oh, yeah. And then lemonade, and you stirred oh, it, and it nice. was like so fun and creamy and fizzy all at yeah, once. It's like good. the best. Yeah, yeah. But the idea of just the slick avocado. <sighs> <laughs> And the fact that it's got such a measly shelf life. And, and it's going to be so hot. It. It's, it's going to be, gonna be hot so hot. It's like, it's, it's like... almost a solid. Oh, that's grim. Yeah. That would be the worst. That... Of all the things we've discussed when I was thinking about the, the podcast, I was most chuffed of thinking of Advocate. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so, it's got, I can't imagine a worse thing to drink. Than uh, a desert. Horrific. And it's got egg in it. No. No, that's horrible, isn't no. it? Bad. Why is it, who's, who's invented that, that they're putting egg in a drink like that? Um, eggnog and stuff like that. It's all quite, it's a thing, isn't it? I don't in know. In my head it's Germanic, but I've got no idea what the origin is. Just like, I just, all I know about eggnog is just like, it's an, it's an American beverage. I don't know. I, like, I've never I, had I, it. I've never had in it. In my head it's a snowball with some nutmeg on top. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. Um, yeah, for the rest of your life that's going to be horrific, isn't it? What a horrible, horrible choice. <laughs> I mean, it just, I, I, Although you have kind of inspired me to possibly make a, make a snowball at like Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Jessica. So, Avocado's going to be a drink choice, and we'll hear more from Jessica after this. Fortunately for you, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other, your least favourite song. What are they and why? Oh, okay. Um,. With song, yes, I haven't got a specific one. Okay, um, but any song that has people going, yeah, 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 in it. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, any song where anyone says yeah in oh, the okay. song, especially if they say it more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. A- <laughs> yeah, fucked. For the listeners' benefit, your actions are so good during that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've put a bit of too much character in Too it, much, really. okay, yeah, right. Falsetto. It's the, it's uh, it's that I'm pretending to be excited, but I have died inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like yeah. most musicals because of that okay. kind of like, oh, I'm feeling a feeling. <laughs> yeah, You're I know what you mean. not. 
It's not a signal. I am, and it's rage. Yeah, at that, at yeah. what I'm witnessing right now. Yeah. Um, can you think of a song? No song. No okay. specific song. Okay, I'm just going to have to put... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, Which is bad because that band are actually fine. The EAEAs are great, yeah. I do, really do like EAEAs. <laughs> really yes. nice. Um, Ironically. No, could, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say that EAEAs aren't, definitely aren't going in. They're not going no, in. No, okay. Um, um, they May they never go in. Um, I think, actually, if someone tried to put them in, I'd just be like, okay, well... You're not the person I thought you were, <laughs> and this isn't going out anymore. Um, I'm not giving you the, the airtime. I'm not giving mate. you the airtime, and uh, yeah, that's it. And if we never see each other again, I think that'll be fine. It's probably for the best. Um, okay, so um, uh, film. F- uh, okay, so any song with yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it, done. Yeah. Sweet, okay. And what's going to be your film choice? Um, so I can't remember what it's called and I've tried to look it up. Go. But um, when I was a student, it's either called, it might be called Five, it might be called Water. Um, but I can't find them on IMDb and it's infuriating. So as a student, I tried really hard to be a lot more pretentious than I was. Yeah. And I got really into like Mike Lee films. Yeah. And, um, I tried to like Woody Allen films a lot more than I now happily admit I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I really tried to be a wanker about it Kira Starmu mm. like really and um, I went to the ICA on the mall in uh, London uh, which is the Institute of Contemporary Art which is a gallery really but it does have a little screening room in it and watch this film mm. um, and it's the first and certainly not the last but the first time I've ever walked out <gasps> really yeah it turned out it was and I can't especially I would have said this if you just said what's your first worst film you've ever seen I'd have said this but the idea of having to endure it on a desert island is extra special oh, yeah. because it was um, five scenes mm. which by which I mean someone has put a camera and just filmed it of different expanses of water just that it mm. was the most pretentious thing I've ever seen it's... it was just a film a camera filming a lake no. Um, a very gentle river. Okay. I can't, and then I didn't last, mate. I'm hoping that the people that endured the entire feature-length film at least got to see something funny like a puddle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a child's bath. Do you know what I mean? Got a bit a of child's drama. bath. A bit of fucking drama Loads in their lives. going on in a child's bath. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Not with the child in it, yeah. but just like, yeah. all, like all, all that the other toys. stuff. Yeah. But no, it was just like, it was just, it was just a, the image of still slightly kind of the sun on some slight water. And you know, for five minutes you think, this is clever. This yeah. is, I feel really okay. zen. Yeah. And after 20 minutes you're like, you fucking what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think I waited it for it to move to the hardly moving river and was like, I'm done. I'm done. Even at 19 or whatever I was, I was like, even now, even at 19, mm. I've got better things to do. You were 19? And I had nothing to do. When you were 19? You watch this? Something like that. Wow. I was tried to be a real... I tried so much... I've tried really hard to be a massive wanker when I was at uni. So that was... My, my burning questions were, how did you end up at this? And that's the reason... Right. Yeah, okay. I had, so I was at a, a very um, uncreative university doing a very uncreative degree. Right. Um, I did law um, and I enjoyed it actually, but I, I already knew I didn't want to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And um, and I knew that there was a, I don't know how to put it, like a kind, a kind of slight, I can't say a soullessness actually, but like a, there's like a dweeby, I went to LSE and it's a real... 
It's very politically active. I really right, enjoyed okay. that. But that's what all the passion is about. The passion mm. is about policy mm. and law, like um, and you know how people how how laws, how governments behave, how policy is made, how countries interact with each other. That's the stuff that everybody there cared about. And I'm grateful that it made me care about that. But in terms of anything artistic yes okay it was a vortex Whoa. and in terms of the you know i didn't I, i'm very lucky that was an intercollegiate halls mm. so i made friends with people that were at all sorts of um london unis oh that's good but a lot of them were quite arty pants mm. and um and then the first sort of place i properly lived and i've stayed ever since afterwards was south east london right by goldsmiths mm. so actually i was like the lone dweeb right and okay. i really felt like i had some catching up to do with these these fashionable artsy fartsy people and now you know these are still my friends but my hands are up and they are covered in normality yeah okay. i don't yeah. even pretend yeah no, to understand good. the things they love and uh, oh it's hard work trying to do yeah that. do you know what i mean if it's not you but when you're that i mean at that age i had no idea who i was mm. and i hoped that i would end up to be someone a lot more sophisticated <laughs> than i am at 35 again i suppose it's a bit like the crosswords and the kippers i'm it might kick in in my 50s is hoping yeah yeah okay yeah who don't who know who knows um but no you look you do you yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you be you. You do you. you Semi-moronic <laughs> incapacity to appreciate beautiful artistic oh, filmmaking. I'm 30. I've got two kids. I don't. I still don't know what I want to do or no. who, I, who I am. No. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, other burning question, although it seems less important now. Did you pay to go to this or, or was it free? That uni? Oh, the no, film. the film. Yeah, um, definitely paid. But I think it was probably a fiver or something. Okay. Yeah, this was all back right. In I mean, the day. yeah, back this in the was day. like what 2002 so would have been like, you know, 15 pounds now. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> would. Can you imagine? I mean, the five was probably quite a lot of dough to me, but yeah. it wasn't enough to, but it's enough to like pay your way into looking like you know what you're talking about <laughs> exactly. or into yeah. the crowd. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, film is just like a film of water. Also, one of my one of the most annoying things when I'm watching a film is if I have to get up and go for a wee, right? Mm. Nothing's going to make me need a wee more than just watching water That's for true, however you know, long. Just, yeah. um, just watching a running tap. <laughs> just like, yeah. I'm going to miss <laughs> a bit. a pregnant woman's worst nightmare, <laughs> isn't, isn't it? it? Can yeah. you imagine? Um, okay, film. So the film is uh, five or water. Yeah. Whatever it was called. And I've so, I've tried so hard to find it and I can't. That would take the piss on a desert yeah. island, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, surrounded by water. Um, thank you very much, Jessica. And finally, uh, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Slug. Slug. There's loads of people said that. No, surprisingly few. Really? Yeah. I, um, I think it's the only animal I could definitely never eat. Mm-hmm. I'd rather die. I'd rather starve. Okay, yeah. Um, Even I the mean, thought of one, the sight of one, I the thought and the just just talking about it this little bit now, and I've there's like I'd say I'm probably four out of ten feeling sick. Do you hate them that much? Yeah. Well, I mean, hate's a weird thing because it's not it's not personal, and in a way, I feel guilty because mm. it's not their fault. No, but that everything. Everything actually about them is so so gross. So, I mean, it's like touching Slime. a little weird tongue. I couldn't touch tongue. it. No, I'm not touching it. <gasps> it's putting your name. And also, like all other animals, I would, you know, I do care about animals, but I remember watching Slug die. We had, maybe this is like trauma. We had 
slugs and snails would get in our house. I grew up in the countryside and there'd be like these trails sometimes up the stairs, oh, like, up on the carpet. Yeah. And so my dad was like badass, 80s, didn't give a shit. And he, we found a slug once on the, it wasn't inside, but on the lip of the top of the fridge, on the like, squidgy bit between oh, yeah, the, okay. the top and the door. So it couldn't get in, but it was it was waiting there trying Desperate, yeah. on the edge. And dad's killed it with salt, which is a really disgusting and I imagine deeply unkind way to kill an animal like that. And it goes all yellow and like bubbles up like, like something out oh, of Luke yeah. and Roger Rabbit in the acid tub. Like it's real bad, gory. And yeah. I watched that and felt nothing. Wow. Maybe oh. I am the com- I am the murderous comedian I mentioned at the start. Oh, no, I mean that is dark. Like that's sick. And I but I felt nothing because I thought I can't, I cannot see anything to empathise with in that beast and that particular little, or sometimes massive slimy beast. And the thought of one touching me or being on me, I'd rather die. I would, would rather die. Yeah, really? yeah. I say that as a mother. What experience have you had that has done this to you? I don't know. No. Okay. I mean, I've never been tortured, slug torture, but I could never do like survivor. I'm a celebrity or anything. Oh of that. yeah, yeah. Nah. You couldn't do it. Nope. Just in case there were slugs or from the other creepy crawlies. No, it's just slugs. It's just slugs. Oh, actually, I'm really scared of snakes. Right. But I've got a respect for them. What about like a giant <laughs> African snail or something? I don't know why, but the shell, I mean, it's still repulsive to me, but the shell element is like, at least you've had the decency to cover part of yourself up. <laughs> really? You, you, you have so much venom for slugs. I, Did you know this I, before? No, I've really surprised myself by how much I've gone to town on this. I really am. I'm. It's, I'm there's fear, there's mm. repulsion. Yeah. This is like a little window into what it must feel like to be like a racist. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to someone who has hatred for it, it it's, it's someone who's bought, like I cannot. I really feel they've real never sick done, about slugs. They've never done anything to you yet. You yet you just hate them. Once um, I was in flip flops and I trod on a cold chip in Scotland. On like a, a, a cold I, chip, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. just a chip on the pavement. I don't know how, but like, you know, my flip flop came off, whatever, junk walking home late at night. And because it felt like what a slug might feel like to stand on, I screamed. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then I feel a bit sick for like an hour. I'm going to feel sick for a while after this podcast. Do you think so? You talk about slugs so much. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, okay. I don't want to do this to you. I'm not going to ask too many more questions okay. about slugs because I feel like it is doing you some damage. Yeah. I'm so impressed. I mean, I won't go out of my. I won't hunt slugs down. No. <laughs> I don't want any slug. I don't want to get a load of abuse from slug slug right acts activists. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not going looking for trouble with slugs. No. Okay. I just don't. Please don't. No, I don't, I'm not going to tell yeah. any of them. I mean, there is that time of year where you walk out your house and they're just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's horrific. And it, right, yeah. the September-y, spidery, rainy, oh. post-summer, they're all out for a drink. But no one, li- like, no one likes touching a, sn- a slug. No. Come on. It's There's a- probably someone out there. That does, yes, you're right. Yeah. There's someone for everything, isn't there? Okay, so slugs are going to be a choice. Jessica, thank you so much for coming in. Hey, I've really enjoyed myself. Um, I imagine the reason that most people are here is because they, they know you and they know your podcast already, but should they not and want to know about your podcast, will you, could you tell me something? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, forget everything you've just heard about slugs because my whole podcast is all about eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called Hoovering. It's... Um, Check it out. I've had some wicked guests. I've had people like Jack Monroe and um, James Acaster. And um, I've got some amazing people lined up as well. And they go out every week. And it's a conversation. But um, 
I don't know. I feel like there's a bit more to it than that. I feel like everybody's got interesting opinions and stories when it comes to eating. So yeah. It's kind of all around that, really. Yeah. yeah. And I think you see a side to people that, like, I don't know, people open up in, a, like, a different way. They do, actually. I think um, in the same way, in a similar way to... Um, uh, the various programmes now, including fictional stuff like sitcoms where it's been set with two people in a car, the way that people talk when they're in a car. Mm. It's similar to that, the way you talk over food. And if it's one-to-one and in a familiar setting, especially if normally I go to um, whoever I'm talking to's work or home, yeah. somewhere they're comfortable on their turf. Then um, And it conjures memories, if you're asking, the right kind of mm. questions about what people eat. It conjures memories that people... You didn't even know they had, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And not just memories, sometimes real um, fire opinions. And yes. really, it's funny, but also, I mean, there's so many different people. I've, talk, I've talked to nutritionists and stuff like that. Even amongst them, there's loads of different theories. Mm. I think we've still got so much to learn about how to be good to yourself when it comes to that stuff. But oh, yeah. there's also, there'll be somewhere, like we end up talking about the environment a lot. There'll be somewhere we talk about disordered eating a lot and there'll be somewhere it's just funny. Yeah, so, okay, um, yeah. Yeah, it's quite light, but there's, I don't know. But you like you get to learn about people in a, in a different way, and I think yeah, it's really interesting. For example, in the episode with Rachel Riley, off the bat, she's like, "I'm a really impatient person," and you're just like, "You're just like, oh, I just didn't know, you know, you just, didn't know that. Would about you be you, able yeah. to, you know, you just wouldn't pick that up." She was so lovely, you know, and she met you. I mean, my photos didn't really do it justice, but she made us a most wicked lunch. She's a real sweetheart. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she's oh. like. And I would say, like, exceptionally lovely person. Oh, that's brilliant. Like the opposite of, like, Kanye. Like, there we go, just a sweetheart. And, like, how clever is she? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, she's ace. Oh, that's great. Anyway, thanks for being nice about it. No, no, it's great. I really enjoyed the podcast. Um, so people can find that wherever they get their podcasts, obviously. And then yeah. if they want to find you... Uh, Come on to social- my website. It's, like, jessicafosterq.com. And um, I've got... I'm working up a new show now and I will take it to Edinburgh and I oh, yeah. will tour it in the autumn after Edinburgh. So from 2019... There'll be loads of previews and stuff listed on there. I'm going to do previews at Leicester Festival, Comedy Festival, and at, um, at, in Glasgow in March. So Leicester's in February, Glasgow in March, and then I'm going to be at the McCuntless Festival in May. Oh, nice. Uh, and the Wells Festival at the end of May as well. They're just the lovely ones, please. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and then probably just loads of previews around London, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, thank you very much, Jessica. Hey, thanks. Cheers. Cheers. 